0: And we are live. I have my first ever returning guest. Guys, welcome back, Tyler Howell to the podcast. Tyler, what's going on, my man? It's great to be back. Yeah. Um <laughs> obviously wild 24 what, hours. What a crazy 24 hours. I we had to do a podcast on free agency. Um, and that's what this whole podcast is gonna be, even within this hour, hour, whatever. We're not going to be able to cover everything, but we're going to do as much no as possible. Way. And then I'll probably cover the rest with someone else in the coming days. But we're going to get uh, to the bulk of it today. I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to start. We'll just kind of go down the line. We can kind of switch off with guys we want to talk about um, and break it down in terms of the fit, the money, just what we think of the overall situation. So I don't want to waste any more time. Tyler Who who do you want to lead this thing off with, bro?
1: I mean, the first thing I noticed was the Jazz, man. They they came to play in free agency.
0: They did, and, man.
1: And they, I mean, they're just never going to be headline grabbers. But, I mean, Bojan was unbelievable for the Pacers, and they got him on a great value deal. He's perfect. He's a stretch four for for what the NBA is today. Um, then obviously they had the loss of favors, and they come right back and get a value deal on Ed Davis. who's in right. the playoffs, he's super cheap. He crashes the boards. Um, he's exactly what you need, you know, on, on a on a bench on a bench mob. For and I sure. just think what they're doing, I mean, with Conley and Mitchell and Ingles and. Uh, Bojan, and then obviously with Gobert,
0: that team is a threat. Like there's, a, there's they are a bunch, and they. I mean, I think the issue always with them is going to be like, I mean, we we'll, talk about it, like whoever is going to go to Utah, but they got guys that really fit the system. I think Ed Davis is super underrated, um, and he's going to be a great fit and, and a great off the bench big kind of filling in the in that role. That favorite, I mean, favors is obviously a little bit more well rounded as a player. Um, and then Bojan is is perfect for them. I think you need a guy with him and Joe. You're always gonna have a guy on the floor who's knocked down. Um, that's o- obviously something. Donovan is knocked down, but the, I mean, Bojan and Joe are are shooters. So I I really agree. I think I'm gonna eventually do a podcast where we go you know winners and losers. Um, but for now, you want to break it down like go player by player. I think I think I we're all on the same page though the jazz are definitely in the top 1 2 or 3 in terms of overall winners coming away from this free agency
1: yeah okay so let's let's do the guy that we were kind of talking about a little bit of okay. text uh, we were talking about Kemba and mm-hmm. kind of hinted at the fact that like he might be a good fit, you know, in Boston. Right. We thought initially when Kyrie was gone and Al was gone, you know, we thought they might take a step back, maybe re- reload with no, the guys, I mean, yeah. let him let him grow. And then all of a sudden we were like, you know, maybe Kemba would be a fit there and then you
0: know, 48 And it hours later, Yeah. I mean, I I, I, uh, I didn't see it coming. I know Griff talked about it. I know you brought it up a little bit too. I know he had some East Coast highs. but I really thought the Hornets were going to shell out all the money they needed to to keep him at home. And it sounds like they he didn't he felt kind of offended with what they brought to the table.
1: Man, and he's just a guy that poured his all into that city. And and I yeah. read that Players Tribune piece that he had. Um, this morning, where he was just talking about there was no hard feelings to, to anybody in Charlotte. That's where he grew up. That's where he became a man. But I mean, for them to lowball an offer, for them to not get a second star to ever even consider playing there, it's, it's bad, like man, I mean, I don't blame him. He has the opportunity sure. to to play for a marquee cornerstone franchise, in the NBA. They're going to make him a star. And I mean, I I just don't blame him. It, it was yeah. the right move for him, I think.
0: And And uh, I'll say it again, ownership, management, whatever you want to call it, is the biggest competitive advantage in the NBA. How do you – I mean, the Hornets couldn't have handled the situation any worse. You have your star. We've seen in the past you got to make the right business move and and then set yourself up. And we've seen teams do it right in the past. And they get assets. You saw them – I mean it goes all the way back you saw the I mean obviously what the Pelicans just did that was that was not an easy move for them to make but they did it you saw I mean you can go all the way back to the Nuggets doing it and uh, and getting pieces for Mello and that kind of set them up long term um, I mean Dude, man, it, like if you go down the line the last two, two big stars that, that were I guess
1: not interested in playing for the team they were playing for that got traded I mean you look at Kawhi, Kawhi, who voiced that he didn't want to be in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. then you had Paul George, who voiced that he didn't want to be in Indiana. And for ownership, yeah. it's a tough pill to swallow. Right. For, you know, a top 10 player in the league saying they don't want to play for your organization. Right. But at some point, like you got to just kind of
0: make the move. Exactly. And make
1: the smart business decisions so you can have longevity in your franchise. Right. I mean, how are you going to. It's gonna so let
0: bad. Because ha- they're with. They're with Kemba every day. Like, you either know, uh, like, uh, even if he's not telling you straight up, you y- it is your job as a GM, a president, whatever you, wherever you are, to have this relationship with Kemba and understand where his mindset is. And if he doesn't want to come back, that's his decision. You can respect it. It can be tough. But then go shop him and get the best you can get from It makes no sense to kind of, oh, I think he'll come back. Free agency comes, you lowball him, he's gone, and what do you have? Like the Hornets are are in a, and what do you, what are they gonna do with their? I mean, I'm sure they'll get a top draft pick this year. What are they gonna do? Draft another fucking Kaminsky, another Zeller, another Biombo, and like Dude, their, PJ Harrison. History is
1: just abysmal. It's bad. And I, I, I'm looking at their their salary cap situation. I mean, they have 25. 25- Allotted to Batum, and Bro. then all of a sudden you're going to do this sign and trade for Terry Rozier, who played it, well, for, for a month and a half, and it's like
0: no, what? I, I I know it's here? it's so bad. You look at their projected starting lineup next year. I think you go Rozier, obviously. Um, you go. Let me think. Let me, you go. Yeah. Uh you think Monk will start?
1: I mean, there. I mean, you have Batum. You have Monk, right. You have Dwayne yeah. Bacon and Devonte Graham.
0: You're, yeah, so you're going probably Monk, Batum, Miles Bridges, Marvin Williams, Zeller, right? That's that's around a hundred yeah. million. They're paying a hundred million for that as their starting lineup. Let Kemba go for absolutely nothing. I mean, they're the worst. They're the worst run team in the league at this point, and it's not even really that close.
1: It's garbage. They, and the worst. <laughs> the worst. The worst contract they have is they're shelling out seventeen to Biombo right
0: now. Yeah, it's. It's really bad. There, I feel bad for Hornets fans, but then again, I don't really know any. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's really, really bad to see what's gone on. And it, it honestly is baffling to know that there's people being paid money to run the yep. team the way that it's been run. Like Zell, they're paying Zeller fourteen million a year. They're paying Biombo seventeen million a year. They're paying Marvin Williams 13. fifteen million a year. They're paying MKG thirteen to. Yeah, thirteen or so millionaire, but twenty five million a year, just cashed Man. out Terry and Terry. I mean, in the right situation, I'm not a super against eighteen million. Eighteen million's not not cheap, but at the same time, if we, we again, is
1: Terry a top twenty starting point guard in the NBA? right?
0: I now? don't know, but I'm gonna give him his chance this season. He definitely has efficiency issues. He definitely turns the ball over. That I guess that's kind of looped in there with the efficiency issues. He's not the greatest creator. But I'm willing to give him a chance, and he did. He was a starting guard for a team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals throughout the playoffs, and he does have his shortcomings. But he's never really had the chance to, um, you know, be that starting guess, guard. Man, so we'll see. I
1: just, if you're if you're one hope going into a season is giving Terry Rozier a shot, then yeah, man, that, that's a bad spot for right. for a. For a that right. team to be in but back to Kemba yeah I was what, gonna say what, let's what do you think about what do you think fit. about how he kind of rolls with the
0: Celtics? yeah um I think it'll be it'll be interesting because it's for me I'm always the that type of person where it's like I can see the talent I can see the the stats but they at the end of the day my ultimate kind of factor on how I judge you as a player where I value you is it what your team eventually does, how far you go. And obviously Kemba hasn't had that much help, but this is kind of, it'll be interesting. I think the fit is there. I think Brad Stevens is a, a good coach. Obviously last year was tough with, you know, with the egos and just how much talent they had. They had too much talent, too many not enough minutes to go around. But I like the fit. Um, I think you have Jalen and, and Tatum on the wing now, Gordon off the bench, Marcus Smart to kind of compliment and, and help out for the defense that Kemba doesn't have. Um and I think they're still figuring out the big situation. I, I'm actually interested. So you you think it's Cantor and do you do you think there's any chance they played Tatum at the four, Hayward at the three, Brown at two, Kemba at one? And then Yeah, they, they'll,
1: they'll definitely tinker with the lineups. I could see Tatum rolling at the four if he puts on a little weight with their small ball lineup. But I will make one more point with, mm-hmm. with Kemba and Brad Stevens. Kemba's had five coaches in his eight years being in the NBA. And so, yeah. I mean, as a player that's trying to develop and, and kind of take that next step, having that rotation of, of coaches and that leadership is just not... It's not intuitive to, to kind of see no, that growth. it's not
0: conducive at all to the growth. Is, is yeah. The perfect, yeah.
1: the perfect kind of guy that will be um, a great mentor. He's obviously a great mm-hmm. play caller. He has the respect from the players, at least what we see. Um, I, I just think that the fit with Kemba in Boston is awesome. I think it definitely keeps him uh, there as a contender mm-hmm. in the East, uh, which is what you need. It's what the NBA needed. Definitely. They didn't. They didn't need the the Celtics to flame out on all the free agents. So yeah. I think it's a win for all parties, but the Hornets.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree, and I'm excited. Kemba's a, Kemba's a super likable guy. Under Armour dude. Uh, I support all the Under Armour guys because you know. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you know. Of I. course. Um, so I'm rooting for him, I, and I think he's in a great spot. It, this is kind of this is the time for him to take that next step and really have that playoff experience. And I'm excited for him, and I like the fit. I like All the right, fit. Go with yours. Um, I want to talk about a really interesting deal. Um, and that's that's the Malcolm Brogdon situation. Uh, that was my that was my next one. Yeah, I think that's it's definitely one of the biggest storylines that, and, and it's kind of going under the radar, and, and for good reason. There's a lot of stuff happening. Um but a four year eighty five million dollar deal um and for a guy who was a second rounder just a couple years ago to get twenty one million that's so that's so dope to see he worked his his tail off he's been super solid in milwaukee um and yep. now he kind of has the keys he he was always in milwaukee was never gonna be that kind of i don't know if he'll ever be that dude, but like you would, he was huge for them last year. I think he was a really calming force for them. And I think Indiana's a really good spot for him. You know? Um, he, I think, go I, ahead. I think that
1: addition was incredible. I mean, they, they gave up, a, I looked up what the actual trade details were and the Pacers gave up a future
0: first mm-hmm. and two, two seconds, seconds yeah. to get
1: him for, for one of the few players in the NBA, that was a, a 50, 40, 90 guy. Yeah. Um, at just at to come 24.
0: By, he's, he's you know he he's locked down on defense. Locked down on defense. He's Always in control. The head on straight.
1: You know he's a Virginia
0: guy. Yeah. And they know how to ball. Um, I think he's
1: a great fit next to Odipio, and Odipio still, you know, getting healthy, getting back to what he was. I think Brogdon can be that guy for them. Um, I think. I don't know, man. I, I just think it was an awesome move for them. I. I'm shocked that the Bucks shelled out the money for Middleton and didn't shell out money for Brogdon. Yeah. I thought Brogdon was a key piece for them when, when Giannis was off the court and they needed a bucket. He was the guy that got it. So yeah. I was uh, I think it was a great move for the Pacers. And I they're gonna be incredibly, incredibly competitive. I mean
0: it's I, a yeah. bonus. I think people uh-huh. really sleep on him. And they did they so they go and they lose Collison, obviously, who yeah, well, he, they lose Collison, they go, they lose Bojan, they lose that, and you're thinking like, damn, like, what's going to happen? And then they go get Lamb, they go get Warren, they go get Brogdon, and they're right back. They're, they're right there. I think Holiday's going to take the steps off the bench next year to be a solid piece. Completely agree. You got Doug off the bench. I think TJ showed enough where he can be your backup four. And then yep. I love Sabonis and, and Turner. Yeah, I I
1: think what they did, I mean, I, I, you saw bits and pieces from Lamb. He's, I I, I think he's good. He's never going to be great. Um, he's a guy that can get a bucket when he need to. He's, he's fine defensively. But I think they filled out the roster and then some from last year. I mean, Bojan's going to be a big loss, but. I mean Warren can get buckets. Like that that was a great move for them A you know, cheap contract, which allowed them to clear the space for Brogdon. So I think what they're doing is is unbelievable with losing Collison and losing Fad and and obviously um, you know Bojon. But I think that they made up for it. And I think Brogdon's gonna be a star there. I think the fans are gonna love him. Another competitive team in the East.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that was an absolutely huge pickup and and Warren Warren Lamb. To go get Warren Lamb and and uh, Brogdon was huge. Great pickups. Um, love it for the Pacers and and I love Brogdon. Always in control, can shoot it, play D, mid range, paint, three. Yep. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. You you uh, let's let's move on. Yeah, my,
1: my next one. When I was on the podcast last time we talked about the Pelicans Hall and it just seems to grow by the day. I mean, we talked about Reddick going to the Lakers. We talked about potentially re-upping with the Sixers, but we never even really considered the the salary cap space that the Pelicans had. And you, you heard rumblings about potentially Horford sliding in or whatever it was, but instead of paying the money for a 33-year-old out Horford, they decide to divvy it up and give some of that to Reddick and give the other bits to favors. And all of a sudden, you're looking at this team that just got Zion, Ingram, Lonzo, Josh Hart, J.J. Reddick, Jackson Hayes, Derek Favors, and the Lakers draft picks until 2025. And the only, I mean, they lost Davis, obviously, but the rotation guys they lost were Randall. I mean, Randall was not going to be a guy there. Yeah. And Alfred Payton, Chuck Diallo, Solomon Hill. I mean, this team is the most improved team in the NBA. Oh,
0: it's not even close. It's not even close.
1: I think that the Redick sign to space the floor around guys that aren't great shooters is unbelievable. David Griffin, I
0: mean, hats off to the guy. Yeah, Uh, they are absolutely said. I I was one that that thought J.J. was going to be back, thought they kind of had unfinished business and J.J. was going to be a part of that, obviously was wrong. Uh, But J.J. is such a good fit there. They're going to run and gun and Lonzo is going to be... Lonzo's gonna find JJ all over the court. Drew's gonna find him all over the court. He's gonna have that space because of Zion, and it, and he vice versa is gonna just open up the court for for Zion at the rim for for Zo. It's a perfect fit. They got the best shooter on the market at a reasonable price. Um, I I'm interested to know you know who else was kind of in on JJ. And, and what the kind of what the numbers were around him, but that's just an unbelievable fit. A huge get for the Pacers. Even if hey, they had signed no one going into yep. free agency, they they were they had an unreal offseason and then to go and get favors also, who I love. He's so yep. solid. Um yep. take he's some of that take some of load that load off of Zion. Uh, load off Zion, yeah. load off
1: Hayes if they give him minutes and like another Another piece of this whole thing with Reddick is the fact that, like, you got the best shooter on the market who's not even a bad defender. Like, we were yeah. talking about, he's,
0: a, he's an above he's average. He's a very defender. smart defender, yes.
1: I mean, that perimeter with Reddick, Ball, and Drew Holiday with Josh Hart,
0: I yeah. mean,
1: that's an incredible defensive backcourt. It and and nice. you're just looking at this team and you're like, Wow, okay. Okay, does the roster get worse at all?
0: No, I, I think they're better than last year. I know they're better than last year. Obviously, it takes a little bit because you have so many different pieces that have never played together. So, obviously, it's going to take some time to kind of integrate them all. Um, but they're a playoff team. I went from a couple weeks ago like, oh, that team could sneak in and now if they're not in, I'd be yeah. surprised. I'd be really yeah. surprised. That It'll mean that they had some injuries. And obviously, again, it, it's gonna take a little while to come together. Alonzo's never been to the playoffs. Ingram hasn't been to the playoffs. Drew's been a couple times. Um, Zion obviously hasn't. Um, but JJ's a huge—not even just, you know, strategically the fit, but the veteran. He's been Leadership there. The he room. understands what it takes to win ball games. He's been there. I've heard. I mean, when I hear him in person, he seems like a nice guy. Whenever I watch him, he. He just looks like a dick. He's always yelling he's, or mad. He, he's kind of he,
1: got like that killer mindset.
0: Yeah, but I like, think exactly. I think he's just a competitive dude that wants to win. He doesn't um, give a shit
1: if they're friends, uh, you know, friends yeah, on the court.
0: Exactly. He just wants to win. And that's a great, great mindset to yeah. Still, with the
1: number one draft pick, you know, the former number two, former number two draft pick that you got, as well as the other young pieces they got. I mean, yeah. he needs that mindset. Um, so, yeah, I I love what the Pelicans are doing. I have a couple names of guys that re-signed that, that I kind of just want to run through briefly. We don't need to dive into their team fit, obviously, because they've been there. But, yeah, let's do it. Um, obviously, the Warriors had to lock up Clay. I think that was an awesome move for him. Did you I see his thought, Instagram post? Yeah, he's awesome, dude. He's, I, I, uh, that
0: made me so happy. He's
1: he's the man. The yeah. Warriors, I, I think he's one. Of those guys that will be underappreciated until the time he no.
0: gone. I will um, always just, appreciate you know, him, Dre I mean, and I just, Steph. I just think as a, obviously as a Warriors fan, you, you're going to see that all the yeah. time, but it's always going to be Steph that
1: gets the headlines until right. Clay drops the 30 point third quarter. But while I mean, locking he,
0: up the other team's best player, like, yeah, I mean, they, they he deserved all that money. And then some, I think it yeah. was vital. They locked him up, especially with Katie leaving. Um, yeah.
1: So that was great.
0: Um, uh, I and I agree. Another, I, I, uh, I love team. Clay. Always yeah. will, and he's. I will always appreciate Clay and everything he's done. He's shown up in the biggest moments when it really matters. He's, you know, he's always he, he's always been about the team. No drama. I love Clay forever. Go Clay. Go yeah. Steph. Go Dre. Go Warriors. Okay. <laughs> um, and we'll dive into that
1: later. I I that's big topic for later. But um, I think that the Bucks locking up Brook was awesome for them. They got him at a relatively cheap rate for what his production was last year.
0: he had a great year last year. He could have probably gotten cashed out more by a dumb team.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, probably the Knicks. Yeah. But I think that what he provided for them stretched the floor open open the paint for, for Giannis I think he's an awesome
0: awesome he's team fit awesome walkthrough guy yeah. and you brought also, his brother in they brought his brother <laughs> in so,
1: so he's, he's stoked they gave him a little bit of money um, who's not even bad he, he had a good year he's on the not team and he, he kind of
0: he, he expanded his range
1: yeah I'm a I'm a fan of what the Bucks were doing besides the whole Brogdon
0: middle, middle yeah. thing. Um I kind of brought Will, Hill back too yeah, uh, which is a good signing. Um, you never know yeah. what you're going to get with Bledsoe. He's great, then he's horrible, then he's great, then he's horrible. Yeah. Um, I
1: kind of gave some grades, A, B, C, D, F. I and like it, bro. Th- there's like a Knicks range below all that. <laughs> but I think that, I mean, I put Middleton as a C, potential C-. And that's not because of who he is as a player. I think he's awesome. I think he deserves a lot of money. I don't think he deserves five years of $178 million. And I mean, Giannis is—he has the capability to leave after after what is it? After next summer, he 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 can leave if he wanted to, right? So I mean,
0: the Bucks. And I want to talk about that, bro, because we've seen it in the past where it's like, is this person deserving of this money? Probably not. But if you don't pay him, he's probably going somewhere else. And you need to have him there to make a run. And you're even with him there, you're not guaranteed anything or even close. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you balance it. We saw it with the Rockets. And like this last year, it's like, okay, this is our last shot. Chris Paul is not worth this money. But we got to pay him it if we want to bring him back. And so it's that balancing where you, if you lose now, you're stuck with this contract. You're right. I could easily see Giannis going if if they don't get it there. And now you're paying Chris Middleton as your best player thirty five million a year plus. Yep. And you're kind of in this weird spot. But at the same so, time, if you don't bring up so I, I think as a GM, because we don't really know what goes down behind the scenes, we see like a a team like the Sixers, Elton Brand makes it work. Okay, we don't have Jimmy but we're going to make something work around it. So it's like, all right, we don't pay Jimmy that, but we get something else. So I would have, it would have been interesting to see if the Bucks could have maybe found a sign and trade for Middleton, kept Brogdon at that cheaper price, and then, you know, figure something out, a counter move. Uh, but I think that's really interesting because I agree he's not worth $35 million, but at the same time, you're trying to kind of re-up and make your run at it. And so, you know, where, what are your thoughts I, on that? that
1: if it was up to me and you know clearly it's not yeah i i look at the numbers and i'm seeing Middleton 5 years 178 and right now the Pacers are paying Brogdon who is 2 years younger than Middleton 4 years 85 and i'm lo- and i'm thinking to myself like okay Brogdon did a lot of what Middleton was doing i mean He's better defensively. He, he, you know, he doesn't have the length. He's, he's not what Middleton is. But is he that much worse that you're gonna pay Middleton a hundred million more dollars to stay and get rid of Brogdon? Like, like is is Middleton enough to make Giannis extend? I mean, I I just don't know. Yeah. They, the, like the the cap space for them is minimal now because they're they're paying thirty five mil a year for Chris Middleton. I just don't know. Um, and, and I don't know what the relationship is between Giannis and Brogdon versus Giannis and, and Middleton. Maybe they were, um, I guess, more compatible, better friends. I, I really don't know what it is. Yeah. I just – I gave that that a C. I just I'm, – I'm not sure Chris Middleton would have gotten that on the open market. The Lakers definitely were not going to give that to him. I, I Maybe maybe the Suns, somebody that had some space, maybe the Knicks shell out money for him. I just don't really understand why other than just to say, hey, man, you're our guy. We're going to pay you a lot of
0: money. I think the reason why is is to make, again, to make that that run again. And I think, yes, Brogdon is, does a lot of things. I think Middleton is is unbiasedly a better player right now. And I think he, he ended up actually having a better defensive rating than Brogdon. Again, I don't know how much stock you put into the literal defensive rating. Um, but I agree, for the money – but at the same time, I also see like Middleton's your second best player last year. Let's pay him. Let's make a run. And if you win a t- if the Bucks win the title next year, it doesn't like you won a title. Yeah, you know it what I mean. Matter. It doesn't matter. But I will
1: say, I mean, if you're looking at the Bucks, did the roster get better
0: than the team that just lost to the Raptors? Um. Uh, so you're Brogdon out, um, and George Hill back. George Hill back. West Matthews in. And was there anything I'm missing? Obviously, they brought Brooke and Middleton back. I mean, Ro- Robin Lopez and Wes
1: Matthews. And they lost Broughton. He was a cog for them, dude. Like, he was one of their dudes down the
0: stretch. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It really is tough. Uh, I, I mean, the, the, the Sixers, I I think the Sixers got a lot
1: better. I'm not sure how good of a fit Butler was and. Horford was the only guy that could
0: guard Embiid anyway. No, no, the so, Sixers got better, and and Horford for whatever reason shut down Embiid every time, and every now they're time, on the man, same team. That's no an sense. unreal defensive uh, front court. Horford yep. and Embiid. the The Sixers are probably gonna have the best defense. It's gonna be so tough to score in the Sixers next year. I think they're yep. definitely the favorite right now. Um, I agree.
1: And then the, the other the other guy I, I was gonna bring up was Nicola. Um, yeah.
0: No. Good for him. Good, for, Good him. for him. I mean, but at the same time, for his like, career, he's not going to win anything there. I no. mean, I was looking. I was looking at the, the Magic roster right now. I mean, they Just, have like five of the same guy. No, on their team. I, okay. Get, don't get me wrong. I I understand that. I'm buying stock in the Magic right now, Tyler. That so you're, length. You're, you're a believer in Fultz. That length is crazy. That length is crazy. But I don't know if I'm a believer in Fultz. But I, I see the potential and he's 20 years old. Like Outside you gotta give that guy some time. You got Aaron Gordon, you have Isaac, you have Bomba. And and that's the interesting the ramifications of that Vooch signing with Bomba because I, I don't I don't know if they can play together. But that dude, you gotta that's if I'm a Magic fan, I'm kind of excited. I think people aren't gonna really realize they're already a playoff team last year. Give them a year to grow. Let the length I, we gotta find a sick nickname for those three. For the, or I guess you can just go <laughs> Isaac and Bamba. But Fultz is super long too. Gordon is pretty long. I, again, I, it's tough to see it now. But like if Isaac puts it together, Bamba starts to put it together. Fultz kind of has a good season. Gordon takes that next step. Booch kind of grows in into it with them. I, I don't know, man. Give let's I show mean, some love for the, at the team, Magic. And it's a shooters' league, right? Undoubtedly, it's a shooters' league yeah. right
1: now. And they have some guys that – they have a bunch of guys that are like, okay, they potentially could turn into something. But I'm looking at their lineup right now. They have Aminu, Iwundu, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon. He can shoot-ish.
0: He can. They, 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 he can. they, they, they have the Oak. base. Maybe they're not good shooters yet. But they just drafted see. Okiki with their lottery pick, who's kind in of it, in a similar mold. I guess he's Auburn. more of a slasher. No, I, I liked what I saw from him at Auburn. He was good. He yeah. was um, – I was surprised he got picked in the lottery with the injury, but, I mean, he's obviously a project oh, for them now. He wasn't lottery, right? I'm pretty sure. Sh- End of the lottery? 16th Ma- pick? Yeah, time my guy. Lottery's the teams that don't make the playoffs. But I know what you're saying. Oh, so they, they made the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's cut that part. No, yeah, I'll edit that <laughs> out. I'll edit that out, maybe. Um, we're going okay, to take a quick break, and then... If we have some time, we'll, we'll finish up with the magic. But I want to get to more free agents. Um, but we're going to take a quick break before we we break down some more free agents. All right. Before we head into the next segment, we got three burning questions for my man Tyler. Didn't give him a heads up, so he's going to have to answer these on the spot. Tyler, um, who makes a conference finals appearance first? Pelicans or Kings? Pelicans. Better long-term pick-and-roll duo. Trey Young and John Collins, John Morant and Jaron Jackson.
1: John Morant and Jaron Jackson. I don't think it's close.
0: Who? Really? Is that more on Trey? Or, or where's, that, where's the edge coming from?
1: I think that John Morant's a much more dynamic playmaker than Trey Young is.
0: Woo! Um, That's a hot take. I, I, I just, I'll take jo- I'll take Trey until I die. I, I just think that... And dude, I
1: mean, I just watched a ton of John Morant this year. He was always Tray, the, the mid major that, that was on TV. And when you saw him go up against the big dogs, he didn't shy away. No. And I, I'm not saying Trey Young, Trey Young's trash by any means. He was unbelievable in the second half of last season, but I mean he just did yeah. not drive the lane anywhere close to the way that John Morant does. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll um, see. We got we gotta keep this quick because it's transition. Yeah, yeah, But that's a topic for another time because I love Jaw. But I think Trey's a generational player. I think people don't realize quite the feel he has and the handle he has, and he gets to spots that I don't think a lot of people do. Anyways, um, who is going to end up making the playoffs first? The Phoenix Suns or the Charlotte Hornets? The Phoenix Suns or the Charlotte...
1: The Suns. The Hornets are in a lost place.
0: The Suns in the West, though, are kind of in a lost place as well. Okay, real quickly, uh, I go... I probably go Pelicans, but I could. S- no, yeah, it's clear the Pelicans. That honestly probably wasn't the best burning question. I should have found a better other team. Uh, but I could see the Kings doing. It. Um, Trey Young, John Collins, and then I'm gonna go Hornets because they they're in the East. I could easily see the Suns because they do have a. They okay. don't get me wrong; they have a much better core. I think the West is just set up better for longer. Hornets might be able to sneak in in a couple years. I think. The, within the next five years, though, neither of them are sniffing the playoffs.
1: Man, that's Trey Young John Morant debate is awesome.
0: Oh, we can, we, we'll we have you on again next week. Let's, let's do Trey. We'll pick, we'll pick a, a couple. Who would you rather have and, and dive into it deeply? Um, do, all do right. Do I get three?
1: Do I get three? Or each ask me because I'm the guest?
0: No, you get three. I get three. Okay. We'll okay, bring okay. each bring three to the table. All right. Let's jump into the next round or the next, the next, next set one. of free agents are back for the second half of our free agent breakdown again, kind of been all over the place, but I mean, we've, we've broken some things down. Um, I let's go, let's pick something fun. Let's talk about, I want to talk about, I know we're going more by, by player, but at this point, because let's, I want to talk about what the Kings did. Um, and the Kings, I love what they did. I love what they did. I do too. I think headline. They, they had yeah. They had three of my
1: A's and B grades. I what they did was awesome. Exactly what
0: they needed. Literally exactly what they needed. Um, I, I didn't. Again, it's a similar thing with Harrison Barnes. If you don't pay him, someone else will, and he's really gonna help you. He's he's a good fit and gonna help you this year. So it's like, uh, might as well pay him. I don't think he's worth. I wouldn't pay him eighteen. 0.9 million, 20 million, 22, whatever. Um, but I get it. I really love the Ariza signing. He's, again, outside outside of the actual basketball fit, which I think he's a great fit for. He's played in that rocket system where it's threes or, or layups. Kind of a similar thing going on in, in Sacramento next year with up-tempo, plays defense, 3-D. Love that. Um, but he's also just going to be a huge influence on the guys. He's been there. He's been to the. He's won a championship. He's been in the playoffs. Um, and he proved last year he still got it, even in in Washington. He played kind of a big role, obviously. Wall went down, and, and he had to play a bigger a bigger role. And um, I think he's going to be huge for them. I
1: think the bigger signing was Corey Joseph. He's a better yeah. Yogi Ferrell. And he
0: can I love Yogi, deer. man.
1: He's fine. I, I think he's yeah. a fun player. He's not a player that's going to be a, a – you know, a a
0: rotation player on the championship team. And I'm not saying the Kings are near that, but... See, I I don't know. I I was... I'm split on that. On one aspect, Corey Joseph is a solid player. He's good on defense. He's going to make the right play. But he... I don't know, man. I really liked what I saw from Yogi last year. Towards the end of the year, he really started to kind of have that confidence. Obviously, he's so undersized. It's going to be tough on defense for him, just on his size alone. Um, but he's quick. He, he's he's honestly a reliable shooter. I didn't. I don't know about paint. I love Corey Joseph as an overall fit for the Kings. But what what determines him? Like, why does he get eleven million? As opposed, you you know what I mean? I do, and it sounds like I, you I you saying. really like that. Like you like that, and you just think he's a deserving. And I'm not saying he's not deserving. But what in him makes him an eleven million a year player? and then again someone like i mean i get ish smith and, and the size but like ish smith is like a a 6 million a year player and you know i or, I, I get
1: what you're saying the the reason i
0: like or sado sado he's getting more than sado like you know go every, ahead sorry i cut you off like five times every
1: year he's been in the nba he's made a playoff team which is i mean that that's you know tough to do i mean he's been in, been in the league since 2011 So this is ninth season now in the NBA. He's Mm -hmm. been with the Spurs. He's been with the Raptors. He's been with the Pacers. Three solid organizations. He's never going to be that starting guy. But I think what's really important in a backup point guard is somebody that's been there before. Somebody that's really strong defensively. Can knock down a three-pointer when you need him to. Um, You know, he's not a great three-point shooter. I just like the way he plays. I like the way he's always in control. Um... He's a good enough facilitator. Uh, I just think, like, when you're looking at like what the Kings needed, I mean, Yogi Farrell came off the bench and he was a shooter. Like he hooked up shots. Like he's like okay defensively. I just think uh, I think Corey Joseph just brings a whole different mindset, a defensive attitude that he has from you know the three teams that he's been with in the past that have always been great defensively, uh, which is what the Kings lacked. I mean, they they had that mm-hmm. up tempo offense, which is not going to slow down with Corey Joseph. Um, but they need somebody that's a grinder on defense and as, as fun as Yogi Farrell is, as, as good of a shooter as he is, he's that little spark plug off the bench, but he's not known for his defense. And I think that that's what Corey Joseph can bring kind of that Patrick Beverly, um, mindset that you're just going to come in and you're not going to run over our second unit, even if you play your stars. Like I I have, I have that experience. I'm going to be able to run with the second unit. Um, and we're not going to fall behind when I'm out there.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I mean, he's as solid as it gets. I just don't know how I feel about paying 11 million for solid. But I mean, if that's if, fair, I, if I, they, I they did pay it. a little bit much. But I mean, yeah. the Kings had the space to do it. Yeah. Um, no, it makes I, sense. With, with
1: the whole Harrison Barnes thing, I listened to, to what you were talking, about, Brian, and I, I agree with both you guys. I mean, I with your point that like him, but you don't like him for 22 or 20 or whatever seed amount he got. Um, but he's good enough. I mean, he, he's fine for what you need him to be. He's a good mentor to the younger guys. Um,
0: yeah, but see, I would, I, mean, I would he, take a Riza. I would take a Riza at, at his price. Obviously, they have both. I would take a Riza. I would take Damari Carroll. I, I, I don't understand why they have to pay him that. You know, I don't think I
1: would have taken Tamari Carroll. I def, I think Ariza should be starting. I think Ariza is a lot better, and they have an awesome price for him. Um, maybe the Kings are not in the position they think they're going to be, and they could potentially get rid of that Harrison Barnes contract at some point. But um, I, they paid him a lot of money. His agent, uh, I mean, his agent swung a deal for him. That's unbelievable. Yeah, but, props
0: to ever um, got. Yeah, that's a good agent. He got him paid. Uh,
1: no, I think what the Kings did was awesome. I
0: think Yeah, and we're not even touching – I love Rashawn Holmes. I love the fit, run and gun. He's, he literally yeah, exactly did the exact same thing in Phoenix. He's going to provide that energy off the bench. He's going to be – Willie
1: Cauley-Stein with a good attitude.
0: Yeah, he is. And he's a little bit shorter, I think, but he's going to hustle. He's going to crash the glass. And and I, I think an underrated signing, maybe a t- tad, tad bit too much, but again – I'm starting to see, you got to pay the, uh, they're going to be overpays, but it, I, mean, I mean, if you home, have the cap, exactly Dedman.
1: Uh, De- Dedman was great. De- because awesome. he can
0: uh, shoot. He can stroke it. He's he, he was, a much he better a fit than Willie.
1: Season, yeah, on a shitty team. Um, but no, I, I think the home signing was unbelievable. He's exactly what the Kings wanted Willie Cauley's sign to be, Yeah, but he just tries, dude. And, and that was the problem with with Kali Stein like like there were times where when he was playing well he was going hard but like when he wasn't or he wasn't getting his touches or his shots weren't falling you started to see him kind of check out mentally yeah where you have Holmes who has never been a guy that needs the ball in his hand to be successful he's also been on bad teams so he knows what it's like yeah Uh, but no he's just an energizer bunny. he's he's kind of like um he kind of reminds me of, like, Montrezl Harrell a little bit. Like yeah, he's a poor man's crashing, Montrezl
0: Harrell, for sure.
1: Just crashing the glass. He's just a pest. Like, you never want to be playing against him. He's always going to be, you know, getting that offensive put back out of yeah. nowhere.
0: I, I'm, I'm a for big sure. fan of the For sure. Um, and I really think Dedman's going to be a really good fit. I, I'm, I am very curious, one, see how much money Willie makes, and two, where he goes.
1: I hope the Lakers don't sign him.
0: Really? I mean, I don't think they have enough money at this point after you guys get, get Kawhi. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's been awfully quiet. It sounds like that's where he's headed, which I can't believe. That's, it's a little too quiet. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I I mean, good for you guys. I'm happy for you guys, and, and it's... I'm not mad at all, but it's just... It's going to be tough the next couple of years. But I, I'm excited to see kind of how teams... Push them and, and if they can figure it out that first year together. Um, yeah. Do you have a, Do you have anyone else you want to talk about? I know there's there's a lot out there. And yeah, I have a couple. Sure. I okay. think it was awesome that Memphis gave JV the money he deserved. I love, it. I love um,
1: JV. I think he, he's awesome. I they're obviously. Seeing that they're not going to be in contention the next couple years, so yeah. it gives time for Triple J and it gives time for Brandon Clark to develop and see like this is how a big man handles themselves in a league because yeah. um, these guys are 18 19 years old. Like people forget how young, like they're, they're talented, but they're young and they're yeah. still learning. Things, they're so. they're
0: kids, man. They're kids.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine think college was
0: awesome. college like imagine freshman you just yeah. being thrown into a work environment like that with all that like i think jv was a huge signing for them i'm stoked they brought him back. i think he fits perfectly in with memphis he was a monster towards the end of the year i don't he's and
1: and props to jv i mean he gets thrown away from a championship team because he wasn't the fit they needed yeah and a lot of players when they get traded away to these teams that are not in the race kind of just spiral and
0: and then they mope around and
1: and he did the opposite. He, he didn't. was like, okay, exactly. That sucks, but that's a it. chance for me to kind of reprove
0: Balled who out him. in Memphis last year, got paid this year. Is gonna be huge veteran presence. Kinda he's he's the leader there. He, he yeah. <laughs> who else Which It's is great. it's that's him awesome for him. Yeah, he's a great he's great on the boards. He he's one of those guys. If if he plays twenty-five minutes, talking about with griff he's always been like kind of a 25 to 28 minute a game player i think he he could be like 30 to 32 and obviously has his some of his issues on defense he's not super mobile can't really switch out on those those guards and make that but he's kind of developed a three i'm sure he's gonna work on it even more to the point where eventually now it's like he goes from like what horford did where he didn't shoot it early on kind of tested it and then boom now if he's open it's he's taking it i think he's gonna get to that level um but i'm stoked for and the grizzlies are one of my favorite teams to monitor i think um
1: yeah i i think that signing was awesome yeah my next signing i'm probably gonna get a little backlash on it um but i've always been a big randall stand. i think that Julius is really good. I think people forget that he's 24 and he missed his first season yeah. in the league. So he's, like he's 23, and last year he put up 21, 9, and 3. Um, I think that he's always just going to be a guy that goes really hard, and he's a little bit reckless sometimes. But if he can kind of fine-tune his drive to the paint, maybe work on his mid-range a little more. Uh,
0: he, And he's got good vision. Like, he's a good passer for his size.
1: I mean, I, I think that's – I mean, he was a good signing for the Knicks. Whatever they got around him, I I have no idea why they're paying Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis. I mean, specifically Bobby Portis. Why are they paying him thirty one million dollars for two years when he's half of what Montrez Harrell is? But dude, I I, I I I
0: don't I don't think maybe I like Bobby Portis. I don't know if I he's worth that money again. But I didn't hate it, and and I know the Knicks have gotten a lot of hate.
1: What about the fit with the four power
0: forwards they have on their roster? In terms of, in terms of, okay, now you have Portis, Randall and Taj. I, I think, I think they can experiment a little bit. I think Randall, Portis are, are fours, but they can handle it a little bit. They can pass. They can make the right play. I think you can play Taj at some center. I don't think Mitchell is going to be playable for more than 20 minutes a game again this year. And, I again, it, the Knicks are always going to be the Knicks, and again, the this this team has no real ceiling. Like you know, they're not. This is not a team. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they in the East somehow sneak in, maybe. But they also they
1: also have Vonley, by the way. So that those are the four I think, power forwards they have.
0: I don't know if Vonley's on the roster, bro. Yeah,
1: he is. I'm looking at it right now.
0: I'm I'm on spot track. I don't see him on the roster.
1: Is he unrestricted?
0: I think he's a free agent, dude. Let me look. Well, I mean, I don't I, think they make those signings. Also, if Vonleh was on the roster, that put
1: it past the Knicks. You're right. I I think that I I love Randall. I think he deserves to the shot to be the guy. I mean, the, the teams that he's been on, he's always been kind of second, third, fourth, fiddle. Um, dude, he's 24. I mean, he he had that gruesome some leg injury right off the bat with the Lakers, yeah, and then he was always part of the rebuild. And
0: then he, you know, no, I like I to Randall a lot too.
1: He has the whole mess with AD, um, and now he gets his chance to shine. I mean, no, he he's gonna that. ball.
0: He got, he's gonna ball out next year. Totally. Year. What, what's his total stat line? Put put his put the oh, the totals for his points, rebounds, and assists a game next year, and then Real? I'll give you the over under on on all three. Or do you want me to put the total and you give me the over under? I'll throw it out there. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're a, you're a bookmaker right now. Yeah,
1: okay. I, I would say 23 and a half points. Okay. I would say 12 rebounds and three assists.
0: Oh, I'm going to take the under on rebounds. 12 is a lot. 12 is a, 12 is a lot. Um. I'm going to – I think it will be around 12. Were you going 12 or 12 and a half?
1: I think I said 12.
0: I could see him being – he'll be right around there. I think – what did he average last year? Eight?
1: He averaged 21, 9, and 3.
0: Yeah, I'll take the under on the rebounds. I will take the under on points. I'll take the over on assists.
1: His per 36 last year was 25, 10, and 4.
0: Yeah, he's not playing 36 minutes a game. But – but no, I, I again a stud. I think he's going to play around thirty-two a game, um, and I. Yeah, I mean, I, I but just think those totals weren't He passed. gets yeah.
1: the opportunity for sure. Um, for sure, the team's not going to be great, but as you're saying, I mean, the magic yeah. snuck into the eight seed this year, so yeah, <laughs> there, there's no time. No, what could happen.
0: and every guy, I think, obviously, again, Knicks are going to get. Hey, but every guy they got is, I feel like. Kind of has their head on straight, you know. Julius does. I think Taj is a huge veteran influence. Bobby Portis already. He might have his issues, but he's a talented player. He can shoot it a little bit, rebound. Um, and then you can you put Reggie Bullock, who's a defensive minded three and D guy. Wayne Ellington right. stroke yeah. it. Peyton, obviously he kind of bounced around team to team. Can't hasn't really figured out the jumper, but he had some monster games. Kind of empty stats um, with the yeah. Pelicans, but. I mean, he's not I, I terrible. Say, Dennis no, Smith is there. Of, Frank's there. I, they could sneak in.
1: Potentially. Mitchell. i, I got to say on, on Taj Gibson, I'm surprised. I, I'm curious to know what his market was because he's a guy that's kind of been on some poor teams. I mean, ever since he was with the Bulls and they had their run, um, yeah. I mean, he's kind of bounced around a little bit. And I feel like there's some teams that could have used his – I mean, could have used his presence in the locker room. I mean, he's a great rebounder. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless the the Knicks just offered him double what everybody else was, I'm surprised he's not signed on a contender right now.
0: Yeah, I I think the reason why he's not on a contender um, is because he got cashed out by the Knicks. But I I still think he could have got somewhere around the, you know, a, Fifteen over two or something along yeah. those lines, um, but I think I don't know. I think the Knicks got a lot of hate, and obviously these moves don't don't really long term do much. But I think they're gonna put out, out an interesting team next year, and um, that that's capable of of winning some games. They're definitely gonna be better than last year, and who knows? Knicks fans just want to see a couple wins and. I think they'll get that First next First time
1: in year. a long time.
0: Yeah. I want to I touch on someone who I actually think is really interesting, and I think the whole situation was interesting. DeAndre. Thoughts?
1: Um, I thought it was cool that cool. Kyrie took less, less than the max to get him his money. Uh, it's kind of crazy how he's spiraled from being like a fringe, top-tier center to would seeing you how the center spir- position—
0: Would you use the word spiral with DeAndre Jordan?
1: I, it, so, so let me explain. I, I would say spiral from—think about where the, the center position was in the league four years ago, five years ago, when the Clippers were running out there with right. the cp No,
0: I agree 100%. Right, it's It's how the and, league has changed.
1: Right, and so you see DeAndre. You have the whole fiasco with the Mavs. You have no idea what was going on there, and then he takes you know the, the buyout contract with the Knicks, and then it's kind of like, does he still have it? Like, is he this injury prone guy? I mean, I, I think he's good. I, I think he's going to be he's going to be a double double guy on the Nets next year.
0: Um, it'll just be interesting because I I think it's tough with I get I don't know I think it'll be weird with Allen and I guess they can kind of split those minutes almost like both low 20s a night. I, I really do wonder, I'm sure Jordan probably gets the nod, but I wonder like in crunch time, who's getting, yeah, I, I think Allen's a better rim protector and defender right now. I know he's a better rim protector and defender right now. And, and to talk
1: about a guy that that should be taking that next leap. I mean, you saw glimpses of Allen. I mean,
0: he, oh you for can sure. just run
1: through the through the highlight
0: reel of the season. For start, sure, and he's just blocked stuff, and, and it's like, not even man. just those high. Some guys have great highlights, and then you know you look at the game tape, and there's a lot to left left to be desired. But defensively, Allen's been was so solid last year. He's still working on the hands. His hands are bad. He he can't catch those tough in tight in tight traffic finishes where you're going up and just finishing quickly. And he, again, still struggles to finish. But they don't need him necessarily to do that. And Giandre, I mean, he'll finish the oops, but he's not exactly the best finisher either. I just think 10, 10 40 over four is, is interesting with with a guy like Allen waiting. I think something like... I, I think it's a
1: lot. I mean, yeah. Allen last year, I, I'm looking at his numbers right now, in 26 minutes got 11 and eight and a half. So... In, in that limited burst, and, and I'm not sure what his stamina is. I'm not sure how great. Uh, I, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I think it might be a mistake to give DeAndre the bulk of the minutes. I, I don't think that's what Allen needs for his development at all. But I mean, maybe they tinker with it. Maybe maybe they do some sort of a hybrid where, where they figure out the minutes and it works well and nobody ever scores in, in the paint on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Which is. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that the Nets got a haul. I mean, if if you were to tell me a year ago that they were going to get those three guys, I mean, I call you crazy. Like the, the Nets complete one hundred and eighty from the whole Paul Pierce KG trade and what they no,
0: the oh, ball. not a, like it's amazing what what Marks has done. Um, and he's brought them back from the dead. Not even. Not even to like serviceable now to like a top five situation oh, like yep. like they are set. Um, they've changed the whole culture, and that's where it starts. And that's where, again, I tell you, bro, uh, ownership and management is is the biggest competitive so advantage in the NBA. It's it's how you run, and it determines you know what you know. You could be like the Hornets, or in a couple years with no assets, the Nets yeah. pick the the coach for the culture created that culture and it just started from there you buy low you take on contracts and get picks you hit on a pick you get guys like Dinwiddie, you get guys like Al, you know and then now a free agent wants to come and and it's it's baffling that there's teams out there that are run like the hornets like it's just baffling. yeah um we then, have time go ahead sorry about that go ahead just Two quick things. Um,
1: one more resign. The Warriors got an absolute steal with Looney, three for fifteen.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that he definitely gave him a discount. Uh, yeah, for and sure. I love Loon. I love Loon. I, I really, I he didn't have to do that. You know, it's his money down the line in twenty years. You know, yeah, he uh, that's his money. But I I appreciate that Loon. Salute to you. I love you. And I'm, I am love I, – I'm so glad he's back. He's He's a guy that can switch out on the perimeter. We saw it this he, year. He was
1: awesome in the postseason. He was so big. I mean, he was just a cog in the paint. I mean, he was playing with what? UCLA
0: guy. Yeah. No, he dude, had a broken collarbone. The guy collar just bone, got dude. guts,
1: and he took a hometown discount. And the, good on him. Good for the
0: Warriors. I don't yeah. know how
1: they're going to make the cap space work to fill out the rest of the roster. but
0: Let's talk to Angelo Russell. It out. Can we talk to Angelo Russell? Do you have time to talk yeah. to Angelo Russell? Okay. Can you, bro?
1: So the last time I was on, you were talking about a weird fit with Russell and LeBron and AD. Yeah. Now let's talk about the weird fit in the Bay Area yeah. with Russell and Curry and Clay.
0: I think he was, he was going to be a weird fit anywhere he went where he wasn't the primary ball handler. And that's just because of the nature of his game. He, he has grown up as a pick-and-roll point guard, a ball-dominant point guard. And he has great vision. I think if there is a team that already has a point guard that can make it work, it's the Warriors, because I mean we already see Steve Kerr love. I I don't know if his, his KD was there, but Steve Kerr loves to have Steph as JJ Redick just flying off screens, super yep. fun instead of having him play like he did when they won seventy two games and run pick and rolls with him and Dre. Uh, anyways and, and
1: it's awesome. It's awesome that they can kind of do the thing, like like you know how they kind of. Sparse the minutes, and and like when Curry was off the court, Clay was always on the court, and vice versa. And yeah. obviously, they, they threw Kevin in there, and they can kind of do that revolving door again with Russell. Because I mean, they,
0: they'll be graded if they're on the court together; they'll make it work at some point. Yeah, but it's when a weird they fit. Go to the bench
1: unit. I mean, you're not running out there with Quinn Cook and Sean Livingston as the primary ball handlers, which is awesome for the Warriors now.
0: Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. I think something we we've seen a lot of talk on twitter of the warriors were just kind of damage control and wanted to get an asset back from losing katie and that's better even if the fit's not there and then eventually they work with the t wolves and kind of figure out a deal um have you seen that And, and if so what are your thoughts on that situation
1: in, in terms of the T Wolves and, and how they thought they were going to get Russell
0: and just kind of no, no 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 how how the oh, I've I've seen things on Twitter where the Warriors are not considering Russell as a long term piece. He's going to be moved. I don't they can't you move know, him now, but within the next year, he's out. Um,
1: I don't know. I, I'm still kind of gathering my thoughts on it a little bit. I think that they'll probably do their their probing to see the assets that are out there. They'll will let Russell run out there with Steph and you know see if it works. Yeah, and if that's start a, out it, it happens.
0: And,
1: and they're unbelievable. There's no sense in trading him. Where Where I, do
0: you I, see the Warriors finish? Gun to your head right now. Where do the Warriors finish next year?
1: I still think they're top four in the West. I mean, I dude, I, I, dude I, As I said on the on the last podcast, thank I mean, j- just because you. they just because thank they lose Durant, I mean, people you. forget. People forget that this was still the same team that won seventy three games. Granted, I love they you. Lo-
0: they lost Iggy. I love you, man. I, I mean, thank you. This, they they swept the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals with this, yeah, this team. this Team
1: is not disappearing. I'm pretty sure. Brian the was. Podcast, I said they were still the the front runners. And I, in, I'm not
0: even saying the they're West. the front runner, but to say Brian was saying they might not even make the playoffs last year, and heard it's that. just like, I Sorry, Brian. it's like. <laughs> I've given the Kings so much respect, and, and I'm not doing it because of Brian and Luke. I I genuinely do, but it's just disrespectful. Like, the, how yeah, people, people are looking at this. Warriors what would team they have had to done about
1: them? Like they're in some
0: retirement home. Like yeah. they're looking at Steph, who's like, his pride. what right would they, they have had to done for you to for you to believe that this team can still contend? And obviously, if the Lakers get Kawhi, it's like, all right, it's tough. It's an uphill battle for every single team in the league. But if it's LeBron and AD, I think you probably still have the Lakers as the favorite, depending on how they fill out the roster. But to say it's that silly, the, the it's Warriors it's are just the, out and uh, not even a it's threat. It's the one
1: team and then everybody else at that point. I mean, like, the the Warriors are not going to have the same dominant effect that they had in you know, no. their 73-9 season. like, besides Iggy, who granted he was a cog, he was he was a guy, he was a dog for him, but um, – I mean, Clay's going to be back in March. He's going to be back in February whenever he's back. I mean, they, they played the whole season for the most part without Boogie, so it's not like they're losing a lot from him. Where does they Boogie break? go? I don't know, dude. I mean, and his,
0: how much does His he get? market
1: is shrinking. He's not getting a lot of money. No team has space anymore besides the Clippers and the Lakers. I mean, yeah. the Mavericks have a little bit of space, but I mean, I, I think his strategy of waiting until everybody else signed. Was that his strategy? Yes. I mean, I, I think, think so. I think he would have been an interesting fit in – I mean, Boston, I, I, re- I really don't know. I don't know what team's going to pay a yeah. lot of money for him. I think it just sucks that he had, you know, two more injuries and or an, another big injury, I should say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, just back to the Warriors really quickly, that that team's not going anywhere.
0: The, no, they, and they um, love yeah, it yeah, when but, they, they see it. They love it when people count them out. They live yeah, for mean, that. Th- the thing is, is like, <laughs> they live for it. in so people many are people talking are talking
1: about the Warriors falling, but I guarantee you, they are still going to be favored in the majority of their games in Vegas next year. They're the Warriors. Yeah. They still have, they still have Steph. They still have Dre.
0: A lot they of added is Russell, Yeah, who is and they've been an there. They've been there. They see it all on Twitter. These players, they all see the stuff going on on Twitter. Dude, that's going to feed them. The,
1: the jump that Looney makes, he he, yeah. he got his contract now. He, he probably starts at the
0: five agency. or or gets twenty five to th- to thirty minutes yep. next year. He he
1: doesn't have to worry about Jordan Bell's That's time a share anymore. Huge
0: pick, uh, like huge, like I can't explain he's how he's coming into the season I'm.
1: with confidence after kicking ass in the postseason. I mean, he's going to be a great piece. I I don't understand everybody just knocking on the Warriors right. It makes no sense. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I get, I I mean, I. I will I, – and people were saying, oh, like, you'll be – I'm not – if the Lakers – if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, man, that is his choice. And for me, my mindset becomes, let's go take them down. Like, it doesn't become this, oh, fuck them, I'm so mad. blah That these fans do with the – <laughs> like, it's basketball. This is so fun, bro. This is so fun. And if they go team up, let's go do whatever we can to take them down. I don't get the whole – hate that always goes on. That's my least favorite. And people will probably yeah. say that because I'm a Warriors fan, but I can genuinely tell you, like, there's always going to be a top dog. There always has been. There's always a team that kind of runs the table. There's very rarely three different teams that win it in three different years. And that's just what it is. You can be mad or you can it's appreciate right now. where the league is at, how entertaining it is during the season, out of the, out of the season. It's a it's the best form of it. It's a reality TV show, honestly, and day in and day out. And it's and when it's, it's
1: become a twelve month sport. sport. I mean, it is. You know,
0: you, no other baseball, sports like
1: baseball I mean, baseball just announced their All Stars, and nobody even knew because
0: it's yeah, No one cares. Um, I love. Uh, I
1: just have three. I, I don't
0: know how how much time we okay, have. Okay, we're but, we're I mean, gonna I, take I, a quick break. Yep. And then we'll come back. We'll, f- I mean, we we're supposed to end here, but we can't end it here. We'll, we'll go. We'll go mean. ten. Give us ten more minutes, people. Give us ten more minutes. <laughs> Stick with us for ten more minutes. Give me all right. We'll, we're gonna take a quick break. All right. Before we get into our next session, um, I had a quick question. If Tyler, if you let, let's say tomorrow, the zombie apocalypse starts, you're in Portland. Brian just left. <laughs> Brian just left. Casey just left. Yeah, you're by Brian's yourself. Gone. Yeah, you're you're by yourself. Not a good time to be by yourself for this zombie apocalypse. Um, but you you get to pick three NBA players to kind of ride it out with you. Um, which three are you going with?
1: I mean Zion, you can't go wrong with Zion, dude.
0: Just, I I get Zion, but he's young. He's gonna be he's gonna be bro, scared. He's, a, he's, he's gonna he's start a crying.
1: End on your side. He's but not he's gonna, gonna start, start crying.
0: crying, bro. He's eighteen. He's gonna be scared. Oh my god! Okay. No, uh, I know that's your pick. That's your pick. I got my okay. three eventually. Okay. You can't. Uh, you can't take it back. I P-Bev. like that. Yeah. Bev Zion. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, Bev. And I, I didn't Zarnon. give you time to prepare. That's. Uh, I'm sure you'll think of something that. Uh, nice. But you're going to your one, head. Top of my head, Draymond. Draymond. Okay, I like that. You're you're probably in good shape. If Zion Zion's gonna be scared. But you know Beverly and, and Draymond are going to do whatever they can to kill those zombies. I'll, I'll step in front of Zion. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I got to go. Draymond for sure. Steven Adams. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, Steven Adams. Steven
0: Adams. Last one, I think. I Bev's in consideration, <clears throat> but I, I need someone bigger. I need someone bigger who kind of has that dog in him too. Um. Give me Give me uh Damn. Jimmy Butler? Nah, I want someone big. Give me Boban. Just give me Boban. Bobon's <laughs> yeah, about. Boban's Boban. <laughs> not going to be scared and he's huge. The zombies are going to be scared of step Boban. On people. He'll be he'll <laughs> just step on people. He's so long. He can like It's going to be tough to get through through Z zi- or Bob Andre and and Stephen Adams. True. I think we'll be chilling. We can at least make it through a couple. We'll survive. Nights. Yeah, we'll yeah. make it through a couple <laughs> nights at least till B ray gets back and helps us True. out. True. He'll right. save us. All right, let's uh finish up with uh a couple more last. Let's 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 try and keep it to 10 minutes. We'll pick three or so guys kind of do similar thing. Um but let's get go out, kind of outside the box. Let's go. Okay.
1: Well, Here, let, let, me, let me
0: hit my first one because yeah. I have to touch on this. Yes. I, gave two, I gave two Fs. My first was Rosier, because we already, we already touched we on touched it. We touched on I it. Don't I, would, I, I don't, don't know, know about F. I, doing. I don't know if it was – I don't like it. But I don't know if I hate it enough to give it an F, especially because I, they I –
1: just, I just had to go A through F, and the only bad enough contracts that I saw that was worthy of anything close to an F was Rozier. Yeah. And my second player, Ricky Rubio.
0: <laughs> uh, I yeah, I don't understand. I mean, good for him. He got way more
1: money than he was worth. If you look at the stats side by side, Darren Collison played more minutes, had a better stat line, had a better effect on his team. He was looking for three years, thirty-one million, and he retired because he didn't want to play for the Suns or the Bulls. So you see Ricky Rubio, who's a bigger name, and he gets three years, fifty-one, for a Suns team that's not going anywhere. So I'm not sure if the Pacers just didn't want to pay him the money to come in and kind of be what everybody ex- expected yeah. him to be. But, again, good for him. He's getting the money that he's not worth a lot like yeah. Harris. No, cashed, else.
0: he cashed out. Good for him. He's. <laughs> I agree. Just, I completely agree, though.
1: I mean, the only positive I see out of the whole thing is that he'll throw some cool lobs to Ayton, But
0: Yeah, he really will. And he'll go find Book in the corner. He'll, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean he's yeah. going to run up tempo, but to pay that much, I'm hey, surprised. Sucks. I'm shocked. I don't know. I, I don't want to say he sucks because he's, uh, he's pretty good on D. He's so, but he's so inconsistent scoring. And uh, these days, that's what you need to be. He, he should have, he hasn't been able to take like a Conley like jump, which is what he's needed to do. He's obviously improved. But yeah, to, to get $51 million over three years is, um, the, the Rubio family is happy. The Rubio family is definitely happy, to say um, the least. But I agree. I don't. I don't pay him near that money. I think he's a solid piece if you have the right guys around him. I don't really know. Again, we go back to management. Like the, it just seems like some of these front offices are like, oh, like yeah, I, that'd be cool to get him. Like, okay.
1: And, and we have the the space, so let's just shower him with yeah. cash. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um. I, so you, you want to touch Rubio and Rozier with the couple that you wanted yeah, to touch on? Yeah, it, it
1: was Rubio and Rosier. Okay. It, I, gave, I gave two quick Ds. Um, I don't really know what Jimmy Butler's whole thing is now. He's been on four
0: yeah. teams in five
1: seasons. He didn't get a touch I, on that. I mean, he, he made it known.
0: Let's that, finish like, off with Jimmy. Let's go for yeah. the next five or so minutes on Jimmy. I mean,
1: he he made it known that like he didn't want to play in that that Philly environment. I saw that they offered him the max. And he did he it make down. it
0: known during the year? When did he make it known? Are you saying I by think, not I going think, back?
1: No, no, no. I, I think I think postseason, like, like like after the season, he made it known, like, like sure, yeah, like, like I'll go back. And then all of a sudden, they offer him the max to come back, and then he doesn't take it, and then they clear up clear up the space and get so much better with Horford. But I just don't really understand what Jimmy's mindset is. Like, he's always talked about, like, okay, I want to be on a winner. I want to be on a winner. And he played on all those terrible Bulls teams. And then he was like, I want out because I hate Thibodeau. And then I'm going to go to the Timberwolves. Did he say he
0: wanted out because he hated Thibodeau or because he hated the losing? He just literally got traded to, to Thibodeau again.
1: I, I think he hit all, and then he totally alienated the Timberwolves. Like he did the whole thing with, with Wiggins, and then like yeah. the whole the whole practice squad where he beat him. They, they, he beat the starters, right. and then he was like, "I want out of here. Like let me get to Philly." So they sent him to Philly, and all of a sudden, like Philly <laughs> is not what he wanted it to be. Like, does he want to be a star? Does he want to be a the tier two player on the team? And now he's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna trade it all away because I want to play in Miami with. Kelly
0: Olenek and I mean Goran Dragic like what yeah no I, I I agree and I was with Jimmy honestly because um because I get it I don't think he went about it the right way necessarily in Chicago and Minnesota but I can understand how guys are so competitive and they want to win and he doesn't see that kind of drive and um that same, you know, mindset with Kat and Andrew Wiggins. And that can be frustrating to see guys with so much talent not giving it kind of their all or, or mentally being in it. And they are kids. But then he kind of like because then he's finally it, it seemed like Philly was that spot. Ben is that young kid who is fully motivated, who wants to win, who's super competitive. And Bede's a, a little bit older, but is that same fiery, like, you have no doubt Joel wants to win. He might be a little overweight, but but he, his main goal is winning. You know that, and you couldn't always say that about Kat and, and definitely couldn't say that about, about Wiggins. And so you thought, you thought, okay. they Again, My I had David on, my buddy, the other day. He had the whole headband do-rag thing with Ben Simmons. Like, and he was just driving. Like, yeah, you thought it was like, like okay, this is what you want. You Dude, were they, a they shot were away from going to the semis. So I, 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 and I would understand if it was maybe Houston or another team, but the Miami team, it, it, it was a, it's obviously a step back from Philly. Even if they didn't bring back Jimmy, even if they didn't get Al, and I wish we could have talked about that Al pickup a little bit more. But I, I agree, it's weird because the Heat probably make the playoffs next year. But is it, do you think the determining factor was because Jimmy is gonna undoubtedly he's the guy on this Heat team um i,
1: I always kind of do you think that's that why it
0: is like i,
1: I always just kind of felt like it was an ego thing with jimmy like like obviously with what you were talking about he he's competitive like he's driven he wants to win he wants to win and then like the sixers you know obviously had tobias harris and it was it was always kind of like okay you have simmons running the point you have MV, you know taking all, all the inside shots getting the boards yeah and then it was always kind of like that weird balancing act between like okay Tobias was the dude for the Clippers and they bring him in and then it's it was always kind of like awkward like they were always kind of getting like 15 to 18 to 20 a game between the two of them but it was like it wasn't really clear like who was the third option on that team right um, and now, obviously Tobias is, and Jimmy's gone. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, even though they were one shot away from the Eastern Conference Finals, it never really seemed like they put it all together. Which I don't think that you can.
0: No, they, there's to. no way to do that. Which is why I thought that I had it if if Tobias and JJ came back. And obviously Jimmy the, as the favorite, even with yep. even if Kawhi went back to Toronto, which it doesn't look like he is, um, because it's just the talent and, and having that time to gel. I think what I what I hear a lot and what it seems probably was another likely role, I don't think he got all, along super well with Brett Brown. Um, yeah. And I think that, I mean, if you don't get along with the coach, there's only so much. Uh, but it's definitely an interesting situation. He's unquestionably the guy. He's got a good coach in Spo. got good management for the most part with Pat Riley, um, and we'll see what he can do. But, I mean, the upside is definitely capped there. Your second-best player is Drogic, who's been an all-star. But, I mean, it's definitely interesting. But, um, again, bro, I appreciate you coming on. It's always fun. we got to do it again soon. Of course. Um, gun your
1: head. Last question. Gun yes, your head. Yes, give it to me. Where's Qui gone?
0: I mean, it got to my head right now. It's L.A. Yeah, I like we talked about that source who's who's broke a lot of the news and seems like he he definitely is in the know. It, he's reported that. it's just weird why it's taken this long, but at the same time I, I do get it. I think Kawhi probably wants to do his due diligence, make sure obviously that this is something he wants to move forward with. Um, but got to my head, man. It it definitely seems like L.A. is. Where, I mean, and specifically Lakers, they They're they were back. already back. And now it's scary times for the league. But at the same time, like <laughs> I said scary earlier, times for the I it's great times for the league. And I, I'm really excited to see there's so many teams out West that I think are, are going to give the Lakers their best shot. And like we said, it takes a little time to get it going. And I don't think you can just throw it together like that. And obviously, even... Even the Lakers, like not being at their peak, are still a, a top three seed, depending on you know how they fill out the roster. But uh, gun in my head, yeah, Kawhi is, is headed to the Lakers, and it'll be interesting. It'll man. it'll be very interesting, man. You down to do this again soon? I'm down.
1: Perfect. Thanks for ha- dude. We, we covered a lot. We went pretty much every big free agent. So props we did.
0: To us. I think uh we did so some of the big ones we didn't touch on so we didn't really touch enough on on Horford I'll save that for the next one we didn't really talk about how Gasol and Millsap you know how they're back obviously not necessarily a free agent free agent um Rose was interesting Gerald Green Ross got cashed out um bad young Bryant got good money we didn't talk too much about Tobias or Carol um hill. But yeah, no, for the most part, we definitely we get yeah, zinger re-upped We were able to cover a lot. And uh I'm I'm glad I got to do it with you, bro. Let's see it again soon.
1: Of course, bro. Thanks again right. for having of
0: me. Of course. It's been another episode of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. We are gonna have uh plenty of these throughout the summer to kind of cover what's going on and, and even during the slower parts, we'll definitely we'll have some fun topics for you guys. Thanks again for listening. Have a great Fourth of July. See you guys.